Yeah, I was surprised that Fortrait was such a thing. The most yeah. zen bonsai, the ones with the least amount going on, ended up having a community around it and people mm. trading, you know, like, oh, it's a Fortrait, blah, blah, blah. Which normally these would be, you know, in other projects, it would just be like, I don't know, it'd be like a monkey with nothing on it. But here it's like <laughs> a very zen tree. Today we're chatting with Ancient and Eternal about ZenFT, which are 8,888 unique procedurally generated AR and VR bonsai trees. Now, in a world that is, as you know, just completely flooded with these profile photo projects, this one, it just stands out for its simplicity. These are just beautiful little 3D bonsai trees that never die. And I say never die because I've actually killed some bonsais in real life, which is really depressing, but we talk about that in the episode. I hope you enjoy this episode because it checks a lot of my collector criteria. They're beautiful. When digital frames come out, I'm definitely going to want to have these little bonsais around my house. It's a project that is evolving and they're airdropping new items through their existing holders and they're really beautiful objects. And it's really well priced for new collectors. At the time of this recording, you can still pick up one of these bonsai for 0.088 ETH. I got to say, part of the reason why I really love doing this show is because we can cover such a wide range of different NFT projects. We get the serious profile photo projects. We get some generative art side. We have painting AI robots and now bonsai trees. So it's just a lot of fun to do this show. Thank you for tuning in. This is Ancient and Eternal. Ancient, Eternal, good to have you on the show. I've had Happy some crazy here. character names on the show before. Uh, Scroopy triples with a Alchemix mm. project, and mm-hmm. it's always uh, fascinating. Shit. It's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's everyone has their own little. I need my own cool handle. Like Kevin is not cool enough. I feel like I need to come up with something. <laughs> Rose um, is great though. Rose is good. People call me so Cairo. Much. That's pretty good. That's that's good. Yeah, a lot of my friends are like Cairo. This is just like a little shortening of of the both first and last. So that works. Cool. Well, I would love to jump into your project. I mean, we, I want to talk about what you all have created. I mean, obviously, it's been quite a few months now or a few months since you've launched. And I was a early collector because I just thought they were so beautiful. But I guess just starting off with kind of your backgrounds and why you decided to create this project. I had been in crypto for a while, a couple of years, and, you know, started really kind of 2020 getting super into NFTs. And basically was looking for a way to bring EC on, or sorry, Eternal, into a project. I knew he was a great artist and I had amassed kind of this knowledge of the NFT space at that time, the way it was moving and kind of saw the writing on the wall for art and then had participated in a bunch of drops, like namely some of the 10K drops. I didn't really think that there was room for more collectible drops. And then Chubby's happened and got burned. And then I was on the I was on the board eight page, you know, and I was like, ah, I don't know if there's like room in the marketplace for this and kind of walked away. And then obviously that went where it did. And I was like, okay, I mean, we had started working on that already, actually. So I was basically looking for a way to combine my knowledge of the marketplace with Turnal's incredible 3D abilities. Right. And then I brought in the third, third piece of the triangle which is uh, Seedmeister, our developer. And we just happened to make magic, basically. Yeah, so the idea, the initial idea was what exactly? We literally stepped into our first meeting and Turner was like, yeah, so I think we should do Bonsai. And we're like, cool, done. Sounds great. <laughs> we're, it was just, it was the, the right idea. It, it, it was the perfect idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been, I've probably one of the rare podcast people that have actually taken bonsai classes in my day and, <laughs> That's awesome. and learned bonsai, proper bonsai pruning techniques and shaping techniques. Was there any of that background there for you both, either on the Zen side or on the bonsai side, where you said, well, this is kind of something that speaks to me and it's a reason I want to get into creating bonsai? Yeah. Um, I am a gardener myself. I always have been everywhere I've lived. I had a really into the lifestyle and like calming nature it brings. I also have spent a lot of time in Japan. I used to work at a Japanese company, a toy company, and I lived in Tokyo for a while. Then I kind of experienced more. And that's there's a lot about Japanese culture that really 
stuck with me and a lot that impacted me in a negative way. But I eventually moved away from the city and started moving uh, more towards uh, appreciating the countryside and more of the calming and nurturing side and nature-focused side of Japanese culture. And that has really become a, a part of my life and aesthetics. And when Ancient and I were, I mean, before ZenFT, Ancient and I were just trying to find a way that we could be in like his abilities combined with my abilities, find a way that we can be involved in the space. And there's, a, to me, there's a lot of ways that I just, there's a lot of turnoffs and a lot of attitudes that I wasn't a huge fan of. And then we came up with this concept, which is supposed to be a bit more of like a, a calming and nurturing mentality and aesthetic for the space. And I think, I think that's where it all kind of came together behind bonsai. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and so when you two got together, I take it eternal, you've just done a bunch of 3d in your past. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, and that's uh that's actually how Ancient knows me. Well, kind of we knew people through crypto people. We know each other in real life actually. And the first time we met was at a uh, a show I did at a planetarium. I think that's the first time we met. Yep. Yep. That was the first time. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, it blew my mind and I was like, "Wow, I was like so starstruck <laughs> when we after the show got to meet Eternal. I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is just the most talented person of all time." So it's really an honor for me to get to to work with him on a project like this of this scale and let his art shine. And when you were thinking about doing this, what was the kind of overarching thesis for what you wanted to create? Was there always a plan for, hey, let's go out and create a, a kind of entity that uh, where these bonsai are the first piece of something that becomes uh, eventually a much larger project? It seems to me that... You know, when you think about, well, especially in the, the kind of profile pick space, which these could be, but they're not really designed like that. It, it's, it is the, the kind of foundation of uh, any successful project has to be a deeper, kind of more built out ecosystem of follow-up projects. And, you know, it, it seems like those are the most successful. Was this a one and done or was this like a much bigger plan? I, uh, I, I actually, I know you have a lot to say about this. I want to put this in quickly. <laughs> I'd say the three attitudes of us would be my, my, since this is like more my first thing, my first thought was like, well, I hope this works. And then our third Seedmeister was like, it might not work. And then Ancient was always like, this is going to work. We're going to take it all the way. I've got big plans. He always had the big brain future plans and it's ended up being what it was, you know. You can go on, but you always had the, the big confidence and the big mission. And we're carrying it out, I think. Yeah, definitely. First of all, our project was the first like large collectible 3D set, you know, mm -hmm. with AR that came off the bat ready with that. That was huge to me. I was like, this is, this is a historic project. We're making a historic project. When you and say AR ready off the bat, what do you mean by that exactly? So we were like, you could download your file. We made all the files available. So right away, you could just throw your tree in AR from launch. Right. Nobody else had done that. And what um, type of file do you need to, to pull that off? What What are you providing to the end user? It's a, a USDZ. Okay. Uh, which is so that's like really the standard for AR, basically. It's not new technology, but it's emerging utility. So USD is an Apple format that is just like pretty much you can text someone. If you download the USD from OpenSea, you can text that file to someone. They open it on their iPhone. And you click on it, it'll instantly just go to AR Viewer built into iOS. And I have oh, a, cool. I have an old iPhone 8, and it still works on that. So yeah, this is emerging technology. There's going to be new file types, I'm sure, popping up. What we tried to do is cover as many bases as possible by offering the uh, a number of file types that we know would be handled for 3D viewing and AR viewers. So I think, you know, this technology is going to get updated, and, and we may not have offered the best thing for a few years from now. But for the time being, we tried to cover as many bases as possible and offer as much with when you buy a single NFT of a bonsai, we try to give everything we possibly could to make our happen. So yeah, this is really fascinating to me because one of the things I pay attention to is a lot of the new NFTs that are being released. I mean, obviously, you have just flat files, which they are what they are. But there's a lot of things like MeBits and just a, a whole slew of different projects that are purpose-built for 3D-type environments, right? Right. 
The question is, you know, how do you properly wire them up so that they will support all these different metaverses so that they, you can just take and extend them and instantly bring them into that environment. So it sounds like you were kind of thinking about that from from the get go. I've I've been working in the games industry for a while, so a lot of the required and the do's and don'ts and the pitfalls are things that I've had in my mind from day one. I've actually there's been a number of like bigger projects that I won't mention that. I've been in DM conversations with helping them set up their projects and, you know, to get to AR. And some of them have done it right and are putting in the effort to make things work right. And some of them are just like, eh, screw it. I don't care. We'll just tell them, you know. And I think a few months ago is different than now. And now I'm seeing a lot more yeah. professional games industry people being involved and exceeding the standard with a lot of new projects. There is a lot to look out for for integrating into. Uh, metaverses. And I think now at this point, some metaverses are feeling a bit aged and some are uh, right a bit more modern. Yeah. I think one of the coolest things we saw off the bat was the like the last slice crew that loved our project. They loved it because they were like, wow, we have these files readily available and we just can pull these right into Decentraland. And within a week of launch, there were people, you know, displaying their bonsai in Decentraland because they were just prepped and ready to go. Yeah. So we actually ended up kind of, we put out some elections a while ago. And one of those was for our like meta gardener, who's an expert, basically a, you know, a metaverse expert. And that ended up being Zeta from Last Slice. And he was one of the first people bringing trees in, has an absolutely awesome setup in Decentraland already. And we're working with him to build out the Decentraland garden, work with Land Vault to build out sandbox gardens. And interested in, I have a plan that we're going to basically engage some studios to help us hopefully voxelize the whole set as well because you can take it into sandbox right now but it's a you know it's an mp4 animation Mm -hmm. not a 3d voxelized but we had a community member also make a a full voxel version the other day that was pretty cool so it seems like it wouldn't be a huge effort for us to get that done you know i was really inspired by crypto motors because you could take they were the first project i saw where they took their, their single purchase of the NFT and they'll translate it to whichever metaverse you're in. And I, that really stuck with me as something that every project should be doing, especially if you're 3D, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, this has got to be a really cool, I mean, you could essentially open up some type of bonsai viewing garden on and be the, the curators for that. Like you could have individual yep. owners bring their own bonsai in and put them on display in this That's garden. That's exactly right. That's exactly and so right. is, is that in the works or how far along are you on that path? Yeah. So I think the, the furthest along there is with the land vault team because right, like their mission is to be at basically like the Genesis spawn point in every metaverse. So that's a great way for us. We, we basically have a storefront with them. Then they'll hand out the translation of the store across all those metaverses, right? Cause it's a lot to keep up. For, for <laughs> those all, that, with like, that don't know myself yeah. included, can you explain a little bit more about land vault? Yeah. So they reached out to us and they're like, Hey, we love your project. We want to work with you to, you know, we'll give you free dev resources. We'll set you up a storefront and we'll be in every, our goal is to be in every major metaverse that gets set up. The deal is you can only sell your NFTs in one other location in the world. Right. And I was like, this seems like a great deal. Like we're going to get a bunch of free 3D assets. If there's a new metaverse that pops up, They'll build our storefront there. And there are a group, I think there are just three people like leading it that have, I guess, years of a AAA game experience. And they're partners with us, Board Apes. Who else is in there? Gutter Cats, I think. You know, a bunch of the top projects. Cool Cats, probably. I mean, their value proposition is just so attractive that it's like practically impossible to not agree to it. So right. they come in and they basically build out your custom experience. Is that right? Well, actually, sorry, I guess I'm missing a key piece here, which is the plaza. Like their whole thing is the plaza, which is basically like a metaverse mall that they build right around the genesis point in all of the metaverses. Gotcha. So the first thing when a player comes in is, boom, you're like, you're here. Oh, right over there is the plaza. That's where all of the projects are. So you can run over there and check out a bonsai or check out a cool cat. Or Oh, that's very cool. And that's something that they're handling, right? Yeah. So... We can, we can, I mean, we can do whatever we want in that storefront, right? We can feature, we can basically like raffle off, you know, that is a location for a member to place a bonsai they're trying to sell. We can highlight ultra rare bonsai, you know, whatever you want to do in that storefront. That's awesome. Which is, now, now, yeah, it's a great, it's a great offer. 
Now, when you created, you you made 8,888 unique bonsai, were those all hand done or was there any generative kind of aspect to it? They were designed to be programmatically assembled, but there was a lot of hand curating and trimming, I'd say. They, it was pretty complex system to figure out, but they were not individually hand, hand placed each one, but Everything, every asset in there was made by hand is original art. And we, the, there's a lot of work put into making sure that there weren't like ugly results with things. So there's mm-hmm. just so much of the, I mean, obviously there's a lot of, there's a lot of the time was spent in production, but then there's a lot of time spent in curation and updating not just the models, but the rules of the generation so that combinations that weren't as aesthetically pleasing wouldn't spawn. And, There's just so much generation, looking through, taking notes on what works, what doesn't, starting over, generate another hundred, see what works, what doesn't, generate another hundred. It was uh, was definitely a a process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's quite a few to look through. I mean, the number of bonsai trees you must have looked at. (laughs) That's insane. Did you divide and conquer the work there? For some some things. I mean, like we had a couple of render challenges where we realized halfway through that we were like something was going wrong or whatever. So we rendered like 4,000 3D bonsai plus all the other files and realized, oh, we have to scratch this and start to go <laughs> start over. That's crazy. I mean, there's so many different, I'm looking at all the different types of attributes that you've built out here. You know, bark being a big one where you can choose elm or cedar or birch. And you have this really cool one called, the well, the elder bark of the only 174. It's like a really cool looking, well, how would you describe that bark? Like it's like, like a almost like a petrified bone kind of ghostly thing. Yeah, it's a very ghostly thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's cover some of the attributes. I'm I'm curious, like, how do you think about what have your collectors kind of gravitated towards, and are there certain rarity around attributes that people are that, that you see going for more than others? I'm I'm sure that's that has to be the case. Yeah, I was surprised that portrait was such a thing. You know, the the most yeah. zen bonsai, the ones with the least amount going on ended up having a community around it and people mm. trading, you know, like, oh, it's a four trait, blah, 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 you know, and which normally these would be, you know, in other projects, it would just be like, I don't know, it'd be like a monkey with nothing on it. But here it's like <laughs> a very Zen tree, which I think is really cool that that came out. Also, people ended up creating groups around like the the spooky trees, which is like the Yakisugi yeah. bark, Yakisugi leaves and like a dark the night background so these like kind of like edgy yeah, better if you have a, like a raven on there or a crow yeah, yeah the magpie yeah magpie yeah and then there's left facing mantis which like came out of left field <laughs> it's just there was, that was yeah that there's like a whole meme community around these rare left facing mant man, mantids which is just some of these have a mantis that faces the other direction i mean if I don't want to destroy the illusion, but this is a design choice that was made. But then this became kind of like a, an attribute. That's that, interesting because it's nothing like, obviously, if you go in there and you sort or you filter by this attribute, you get 1,723 manti, mantids, and <laughs> you, yeah, I would never even think to look at the direction in which it's default standing. <laughs> oh, wait, there's mantis. one. Okay, yeah. there's, I see one going left. Okay. Early on, I was like, what does it mean? Yeah. Left facing mantis. Yeah. You know, what does it mean? It just became a meme. And they thought there was support. like some deeper mini- meaning that you hadn't unveiled yet. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, so we fully how, adopted it. We love it. How do yeah, you figure out the great. number of total attributes? You were saying that the the there's no way to sort by that though, right? Or filter by that? Oh, yeah. So you got to do like none. So basically you have every, I don't think there's, you have leaves, bark, and pot. On a 14? Okay. Yeah. But there is no none. Maybe OpenSea is messed up. No, let There me is see. no let me, none let me way look. to say none on bark. No, you can't oh, have oh, none for the bark. Opposite, the, the opposite. So the only three, I think the only, well, I, I guess it's a four trait, right? So you have pot, bark, leaves, and is that Background. It? Background. That's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. So, so those are the four traits that those. you do have. Yeah. Okay. Everything else is none. Gotcha. Makes Cause sense. You, yeah, because those you you have there can't be no bark and there can't be no background. So those so, are basically yeah. all of like the mandatory components. Gotcha. But, so you just go in and yeah. basically find like you would say, okay, pet none, 
Gotcha. Fruit none. Fruit none. Gotcha. Ground cover none. And how yeah. many does that leave you with? How many four traits are there? I don't know. Yeah, I actually haven't looked. I don't know the total supply on four trait. But then I'm there's four I think traits in different like, categories. There's four traits and like the if you get yeah. like golden full tra- four traits, that's like a thing. And you know, elder realm four traits is a thing. Gotcha. This is this is down the rabbit hole. This is very cool. <laughs> there are definitely community members who would be able to answer this question better than us. Like right off the top of their head. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. So let's talk about building that community because you sold all 8,888 out in how long? Under uh, an hour was, or something? Like it was just, just under an hour, yeah, on June 1st. Okay, so under an hour, June 1st, you must have had some fans that were ready and just waiting to, for this to hit and to launch. Yeah. How did you build that community? It's all ancient. I mean, yeah, we, I don't know, like word of mouth, just at that time, I don't know, we were still pretty early, really, right? Like we came right on the heels of Board Apes. And we were wildly different than anything else with the 3D and the mm-hmm. AR. And I know that there were several groups that were, that came out of the woodwork and were so excited on launch day. And it kind of, it was wild. I was like, I was pretty confident, but we only had, I think we had less than a thousand people in our discord on and the Twitter. morning of the launch. And by, yeah, like by launch time, we had, I think like 3,000, 4,000. And it was, yeah, it was like over. We, we ran a contest and it was to win the Seer Bonsai, which Machi Big Brother from Cream owns now. And the, you had to guess the closest to the sellout duration. I guessed three hours. So we exceeded my expectations. And I was hoping, you know, I was hoping, I was like in my wildest dreams we'd sell out in three hours. Yeah, and it went way faster than that. We had a bunch of people come from like Monster Cat who loved the trees. It kind of it had a big resonant, we really resonated with a bunch of musicians actually, which hmm. is pretty cool. And then like, Dingling and Pranksy just came in and swept. And did they know? tweet about it? Was that what would you see? Uh, I, I'm always I think curious they, how these communities get built. Yeah, I mean, we had been sending out. We kind of targeted some influencers at the beginning with some special trees, specifically O'Shiny and Justin Aversano, because we liked what they were doing, or I specifically liked what they were doing around community building, and I thought that they would be cool people to have involved. Um, we built trees around their personal aesthetics. Yeah. Mm. So inspired by their aesthetics. There's actually a second collection that we made that are the ultra rare trees that were handcrafted, that eternal handcrafted. And we were using those in specific functions. And we still have some that we're, we're waiting to see. We have a couple ideas what to do with those. That's very cool. Um, yeah. And so what, what is the water aspect of this? Because I noticed on the site, there's something called water. Yeah. And if you have a tree, you can get water for right. it. What, what, what is that? Right. So this goes back into like your earlier question about building that longer vision, right? And my, I mean, my vision had always kind of been like, I wanted to build a, a game ecosystem ultimately. And so for me, there was an obvious token element to that beyond just the NFTs. So I'd been inspired by a couple other communities that were using it well and using TipCC. We actually had it ready to go up to day of launch. And on that launch day, I ended up conversing with a couple people and decided we needed to go do more regulatory work because we're a US-based team. So we pulled it and people were pretty upset, <laughs> which led us to do another piece of art, which is the, the Roots of Rage tree. So basically... Where can I see I the mean, Roots actually, of Rage tree? That wasn't, that was, it's, I think you could just have search Roots of Rage. Like we, we did on Rarible with it. additions. Yeah. And actually I'm realizing this was part of the reason, like people were mad about that and they're mad yeah, about, they're mad about something uh, else. another thing as well. Anyway, so we pulled it from the site, did our homework, got our ducks in a row and landed on a pretty unique release method that is nobody, I, like nobody else is doing this, maybe to their benefit. I don't know. To release water over, it's going to be 8,888 years of water drip. So if you hold a bonsai, it's accumulating water over time. And that'll be important in our broader ecosystem the further along we go, right? In our future drops. Um, and it gives us a, another element that we can use basically to reward our community for holding bonsai over time. And we've gotten a lot of questions right now. Should I claim my water? Because So we released it probably two or three weeks ago. And we also did retroactive. So as long as you've been holding that even if you held it for a week and sold it, you got, there's water claimable for you, right? Because we read those wallets. But it, really, it's going to reward people who are holding those bonsai in their wallet for a long time. 
And I think we are we can use that in interesting ways for our future drop mechanics, for our future game mechanics. So that's that's how I'm thinking about water. And also we wanted something, another element that informed our decision to release, release it over such a long period of time was our community saying, hey, like, I want to give this NFT to my kids. And that really stuck with me. I was, you know, who else is making a token that emits, like, emits over such a long period of time? You know, it's, it's kind of, it is, we're really here to, like, to grow over a long time. So just kind of laying our pieces slowly. And, and what do you have planned next? What is um, next to yeah. launch? Or is there anything new you can talk about? Yeah, so we just, man, we got a lot. We just did the CS Lim airdrop which was a grant proposal from one of our community members. We said, hey, we stood up the community fund. We're accepting proposals for projects. And we accepted two proposals. One was basically a curated collection where we go out and we commission artists that we like to do things related to our aesthetic and our vibe. And the first one that we picked was C.S. Lim, who's a, he's a generative AI artist I believe based in South Korea. So we worked with him over like the last two months, kind of finessed this neural net together that put out just absolutely beautiful images. And we did three tiers of that drop. Uh, One, the first one is a still image. There were 13 still images generated of just like these beautiful, uh, peaceful scenes. And we airdropped that last week. Is this the Silent Mountain that I have? That's right. That's exactly right. That's the one. Okay, cool. Yeah, I saw that appear in my wallet and I had no idea where it came from. I'm like, well, that's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so there's two more tiers of that that I actually just finished up today getting them together finally. And those are going to be auctions. So there's four there's four editions. They're they're so cool. They're animated. They're like about they're a minute long short videos without audio. There's four of those that'll be up for auction. And then there's one Zen masterpiece is what we're calling it that is like a 3 minute long AI generative art piece with custom, like originally composed music as well. So that's what that just happened before that we also ran uh, a community art contest we had three categories we picked all the winners they all got either a gold silver or bronze custom bonsai tree that are one of a kind well i guess they're technically one of a kind there's four there there were four categories of 2d 3d ar and then like an auction so we distributed those and that was also came out of another community member's idea so that was super exciting. We also, I literally just before we hopped on here, sent, we donated 33% of the proceeds for that to Paralympics organi- organization. It was basically an homage to the Tokyo Games this year, the Olympics. So That's awesome. That was, yeah, it was super cool. What else? We have another collaboration with Medici coming up. That's going to be super cool. Like I'm really excited about that. People are going to love it. And there's like unique combinations if you hold uh, one, if you basically, if you hold Bonsai or if you hold Medici or if you hold both. There's a couple different things that happen there. So, so I'm really excited I, to distribute that. When I'm holding bonsai, which I, I have a few of, is there any benefit to holding more than one bonsai or is it just limited by wallet address? Because I believe I only received one of the mountains, but it, is that just because I have them all right. in one wallet? Yeah, we did We did that one based on wallet address, not on on number held. Yeah, so I think that's something like with all these pieces flying around, like I hadn't necessarily fully considered that. So I I think in the future, I'm definitely going to work on mechanics that reward holding multiple bonsai, right? Like we have the roles in Discord right now based on number held, but I want to increase the benefit to holding more bonsai. That's, That's a great question. Cool. Yeah. So these are just like a couple of the community things happening. Our major play, major next play is super exciting. And that's, I'm excited to announce it. Like we've talked about it in the community a little bit, but we haven't you know, spoken a lot about it on media is called Forest Spirits, and they're going to be super cool. What are those? Forest Spirits are the next step in the in the bonsai canon. It's these are going to be avatars, three D game ready little wooden avatars, and these are the creatures that cure, create, and care for the bonsai. And this is going to open up, be like one of the next steps in opening up the larger vision for the, you know, gamification of, of our product. And they're going to look awesome. That's very cool. They look, so, they look um, so cool. Have you posted any photos of them yet online? Concept Just art? In, in the Discord. Discord, yeah. Concept okay. art. To yeah. our members. We've posted concept art to, to the Discord, yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to join the Discord because that was one thing I, I haven't kicked in, uh, gone around yet and, and browse the different channels. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure for you, Discord is a lot as it is for us all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like how many yeah. different Discords can how you be many, in a productive how many discords of can society I be in? That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, this is so cool. I'm, I'm, I, as someone that like, like you, like you said, I, I think we've mentioned it a couple times today. It's, there's this, I, this sense of peace and calming that comes with all things bonsai, real or even as it turns out in this case, 3D. And it's also something where I have showed my kids the bonsai and they think they're so cool. That's they, awesome. yeah. they, they think they're just beautiful and they, they're wondering why there's, you know, cause mine has a little raven on there and they wonder if, you know, it can fly off or do something, you know, it's, they're, they're just really beautiful works of art. I, I'm wondering how are you seeing these manifest in the real world? Are people getting these put into 3d frames or what are the, what are the options to bring these into your home? Well, there's AR obviously is, is one way that you can, of course that's viewed through your phone, but we've had, there's some people, there's like a number of people that's like when I, I just pull out the bonsai and AR and I look at it and I have it sit on my desk or like by my pool side and it kind of relaxes me. We have one army vet who says that it helps with this PTSD, which is great. Yeah. Are you going to make an app? What's the easiest way to get these into AR? If you have, if you have a, an iPhone, we actually partnered up with this app that reads your wallet address and they built us a custom script so you can, it'll show your bonsai. You just tap it and there it is. You can film it, screenshot it, take a photo. And if you actually, if you share it into Snapchat, there's like this hidden feature. But if you share it into Snapchat, you can add, it'll actually link to your OpenSea, which is pretty cool. And that was, they just came in again, another person who was like, wow, we love these trees so much. We want to build something. Um, and that's called Treasure Vault. We have a link to our, maybe I should send this to you for like show notes if you have them, but we have yeah. a little AR, AR viewer guide that tells you how to do it. So you can either do that, do it through their, that beta application, or you can do it on our website for iOS and Android. We have instructions. That's awesome. And, and yeah. have you seen any physical displays yet yeah, that so- you're impressed with? <clears throat> Physical displays are, I mean, I, I think I would love to have one. I have. I don't have one right now. There's obviously like infinite objects. And then I've been talking to Nifted in the middle or early July, and we did a raffle giveaway for one. And I hope it's made it to that community member. Actually, I think I need to follow up with him because it should be arriving to his house soon. So I want to, I'm curious to see how, how it looks on there, but it looks really cool. Oh, and another one called uh looking glass we are supposed to be featured on there they they do a really cool display this is actually probably the coolest one i've seen because it's holographic so if you have a 3d object like a glb which is what ours are then you can like it's literally a hologram in kind of like it's it's kind of boxy right like it's like a thick frame but if you walk around it it actually looks like a three-dimensional object which is really cool hmm now you yeah. said it's literally a hologram. Does it require power to display this or is it like Yes. Oh it does. Yes. Okay. This one does. This one I think this one it requires a plug. And I, I don't I think that they aren't shipping yet. And they also aren't an NFT company. Like they're building this for they wanted to just like display three D art that they like. And I'm like, hey, we're an NFT company that wants to do this. And they're like, Okay, cool. So we're gonna be featured on their like they have a thing called Hollow Drops. So it'll be on their Hollow Drops page at some point. I think supposed to be september or early october awesome yeah i'm looking yeah. at these right now they're they're really impressive they're yeah awesome. they're really cool yeah can you i mean like having that on my desk with the bonsai is exactly what i'm trying to do yeah and are you doing any physical prints with of these as well or has, has anyone requested that no one has requested it yet but that doesn't mean we won't do it i mean for physical stuff we have our merch is like we have merch sitting in the wings and it's just been getting, it's getting through the art contest, it's getting through the CS Lim auctions, and merch will be in there somewhere in the coming weeks. There's a lot moving. What are your thoughts on enabling bonsai kind of care and maintenance and curation? Yeah, this is a great segue. Okay, so once you build Forest Spirit, my, my proposed roadmap is that we add audio, NFTs for the original 8,888 that match their attributes. And then we do a Gen 2 bonsai that actually grow and react. And you can like prune. 
But that's probably, I mean, that'll take us quite a while because it's technically complex. I am also interested in Ikebana, Japanese flower arrangements. I think we could do something that pairs with bonsai really well. We haven't talked about this too much. Right. This is, this is like live brainstorm right here. Yeah. I've mentioned it previously at some point, but it's just in passing. But I think it would be like, this would be like a throwback if this would be a good third or fourth drop or something. It's like throwback to the like original vibe of the bonsai, but as beautiful flower range. Yeah, that would be really awesome. I mean, that is, for anyone that's been to, to Japan or, or knows of this art form, it is not American flower arranging. No. Like, it's, it's, it's a whole other level. Yeah, it's, you can, it, they're just so, yeah, captivating and, and, and surprising, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. You, you could do a partnership with Lego as well. I don't know if you've seen the Lego bonsai yes. trees, but I actually yes. have one of those that I assembled for my house here I'm in my own bonsai and out of Lego. And that would be really fun to be able to take my model and get it converted to Lego. Can you tell us about yes. your bonsai, your bonsai story, I guess? Yeah, for sure. I mean, basically, when I was living in San Francisco, there is a society, the Bonsai Society of San Francisco, that gets together in Golden Gate Park a couple times a month. At least they did non-COVID times. And my wife signed me up for a bonsai class. You know, I, I've also spent a, a ton of time in Japan and all over uh, that country. And we well, got to talk about that. Yeah, just fell in love with all all things Japanese, and especially the attention to detail and love that goes into caring for and and slowly producing these trees. Which you know, as you know, will will take just so much time. I, I, yeah. I have. A, I went to a bonsai auction in San Francisco huh. and won an auction bonsai. They're not that expensive actually at auction, but I, hmm. I, I got a fifty-year-old tree. Which oh my gosh, awesome. what type of wow. tree? It is a. What's well, a good question? I left it back in San Francisco so that it would be in good hands. But it is a. I want to say it was a cypress. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's just beautiful, beautiful tree and little needles. Yeah, and it just had. You know, it, there's so much more that goes into bonsai than one would think. You know, oh, yeah. you think about just uh, oh, maybe it's just I pull this out and I prune it, the roots, and that's kind of it. But actually, the 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 shaping and wiring of the tree is a huge piece of it, and it's it's a, a slow, it's a lot of gradual, training, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of training, and a lot can go wrong, and and you, you don't want to kill these things because they're very. Most people think of bonsai, well, they would like to think of them as indoor plants, but mm-hmm. really not. They, they, they need to be out. Only a few varietals can actually live indoors. So yeah, now I'm up in the Pacific Northwest and there's, there's, uh, we have one of the best Japanese gardens here in Portland, Oregon. And so <laughs> I go out there a lot and they cool. have a bunch of bonsai on display there as well. So it's always fun to, to see them at the gardens. That's awesome. We had a, yeah, we had a lot of people in the discord saying, oh, finally a bonsai that won't die on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a very easy thing to do is to, to kill them. I mean, we're either overwatering them or under or, you know, not enough direct sunlight or it's yeah. just like there's, right. there's a there, lot it, more factors. Lot. Or, yeah. There, I mean, there's the ones that you can get, you know, roadside or in the grocery stores that are the ones that are pretty bulletproof, you know, mm-hmm. but, but not, not, not the ones that if you, if you try to get funky and do some crazy things, you know, it just requires a different level of care and, you know, the humidity has to be right. And there's so many factors. It's, it reminds right. me of, it's basically like having a fish aquarium. You know, it's like you have to <laughs> yeah, balance right. all the levels right. of everything. Otherwise your fish will die. And it's, it's almost to that level of complexity mm-hmm. when it comes to a bonsai maintenance. Right. I've been uh, to both the San Francisco and Portland Japanese garden. The Portland one is just, is next level. Yeah, it is. They actually say that I heard someone, so the Japan officially recognized it as the i don't know how they say it's the best but it was like the 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 sister garden to the garden in japan or something it was something where cool s- somewhere in tokyo said that basically that this is the best japanese garden in america which is crazy it's, it is really good it was yeah it's, it's really, really good. good yeah this is this is this is interesting to talk about because for several reasons i'm interested in like our organization also sponsoring like a real bonsai or you know like sponsoring an old bonsai that we could have fractional ownership for our community or even just donate to some of those real life bonsai gardens because they're so cool yeah they uh, are cool. there's some I, really like, amazing yeah. youtubers that do this uh stuff to be cool to contact as well absolutely yeah, definitely. especially as you're thinking about how to potentially build out the interactive growing one that's virtual that would be a lot right. of fun right yeah that we have one community member who is like the largest garden youtuber 
or something. It's like his first NFT. He like slid into our Discord the other day and was like, hey, this is my first NFT. I love it. I have a massive YouTube channel. We're like, cool. Let's make some videos, I guess. <laughs> yeah, know? that's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to find his name. It's a great channel. It's like you could unlock the, this. The aesthetic of this is such that you're bringing in people that would normally never get exposed to NFTs. Exactly. Like, yeah, we've had a lot of like first want NFT mutated board Abe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Totally. It it really is a different community. Yeah. Are you seeing that in your Discord as well? Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. People comment regularly. They're like, when I want to chill out from the craziness of NFTs, I come to this Discord. That's awesome. Yeah. And do do either of you have any interest in Zen at all? Or is that that just the American kind of like Zen version of Zen, which just generally means relaxing? I studied this uh, a lot. Actually, I'm not going to, I'm not an expert at all, but I've studied a lot of Japanese history and specifically Zen in college as this is what I actually studied in college. But I'm, I'm no expert, but wabi-sabi and Zen aesthetics are just, I guess, more from a design perspective, more than like an actual practice right. lifestyle is, is my connection to it, I guess. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. whole wabi-sabi movement is such a beautiful thing. It's, uh, I have, I have, I've read a few books on, on wabi-sabi and it's, 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 it's really, really quite cool. Tried to include some of that in the mentality of, in 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 the design of these things, not just wabi sabi, but you know levels of things that you can't control and, and imperfection. It's hard to I- explain fully, but I on one side I wanted to make the simple trees beautiful in a way that like they had appeal to them, and you you know how a lot of these collectibles go, where like the more you stack onto it, the more rare it is, the more crazy it looks, but don't necessarily think that means it looks better. And I wanted to make sure that the lighting and the design and the simplicity and the solid, like simple gradient tones on the most, the least rare bonsai looked very zen and appealing. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted there to be elements and imperfections in the trunks, the things that I, we, this may have been like a business mistake, but there's not, <laughs> no, the, it's not good. The, the, trunk itself is the shape of the trunk is not an aesthetic i wanted there to be things about it you can't necessarily control that an attribute you you mean yeah that just like you make beauty of the nature that's there you don't control it too much so it's not the trunk of it is not uh, an attribute it's just you know the shapes are just random to some extent yeah that's really cool i mean there's a a thousand different ways that long term you could build in some of the programming side to these collectibles. I mean, there's there's a lot of interesting NFT artists that are doing things around the degradation of quality of the NFTs as they get transferred between wallets. Right. You know, you could think about if something remains stable for for a long period of time, maybe it starts to show some age on the outside of the pot. Mm-hmm. If it's different seasons, maybe it, that's reflected in the visuals of the the actual leaves, or you know, if it's not an evergreen, the leaves start to fall. There's just like some you know, you could even make the ravens like get gray as they get older, you know, like there could be some really beautiful things that you could program into the design of the NFTs, which I think would be quite cool for a V2. This makes me excited for Ikebana even, like to watch these things wither a bit, but in a beautiful way. But yeah, another for bonsai, it would have to be another generation of bonsai, like a second generation that would have to, you know, with these mechanics in mind built into the built into mm-hmm. the drop. But these are things that we these are all ideas that we are looking forward to executing. Oh, that's you know what's really this is just random brainstorming, but this episode has gone all over the place. So no, it's great. <laughs> <who cares? laughs> um one thing that could be really cool is if a transfer from one wallet to another happens, it resets the aging on the bonsai. Mm. And so not only oh, would you you're, be I see. That's cool. Yeah, not only would you want to hold it for as long as possible, you'd want it to be multi-generational. And so what that would mean is that you would only trust because because that means if you if you're going to give it to someone else, like someone in the family, you're mm-hmm. giving them the private keys to the wallet that holds right. that NFT. So in some sense, you know, if anyone had that private key, could they could instantly steal it, right? And reset it. 
So it would have to be like a handed down from generation to generation right. via secret private key versus it being transferred to a different wallet. If you wanted to see what a hundred year old aged bonsai would look like, right? Like right. That, that could be really cool. That's that is really cool. It'd be super cool. I'm all about that. I mean, it doesn't lead. It doesn't lend it to be more collectible then, because you know, if someone buys bad, one, bad then for royalties. Reset. Bad for royalties. Yeah, bad for yeah, royalties for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, this, but, this, but this could be like a very specific, like very. I don't know. It's just kind of a fun, unique, and this is what we want to be is like a unique, a unique experience within this world, and that it could be like its own drop focused on that. Definitely. Yeah, that's really cool. Awesome. Well, anything else you want to mention before we wrap things up and I ask you all the, to give me all the crazy links where people can find you? <laughs> it's just cool. That um, I didn't know that we'd be talking to such an aficionado. That's, uh, it's really great to have your uh, take on things as someone that actually grows bonsai and has interest in, in some of the cultural aspects that we incorporated. Yeah, well, I certainly, I, I love, and the reason I collected these is I, I thought to myself, when I, immediately when I saw them, I was like, this is something I'm going to put in my metaverse someday. Yeah, and there is something to be said about their early NFT projects, both in terms of the uniqueness and their novelty. And I think that that will eventually mean that these things become more collectible over time, because people will look back and say, historically, what were the, some of the first bonsai trees? And as silly as that sounds, some people will be into that and <laughs> say, what were the first ones that were ever done on Ethereum? And, and this project will stand out. And, and it's it's. It's nice to hear that this isn't, isn't a just one and done, and they're building a, a nice little ecosystem around it and going to continue down this path of creating NFTs that give people joy and pleasure and help them relax. I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to do. Oh, one last thing that I didn't talk about was uh, we are starting up a, a DAO around it as well. Oh, um, awesome. That's community-led. So really excited to see kind of where, where that goes. Well, we, you know, they're going to inform where the project goes a lot. So that's exciting. I like I love to hear that because that's it's such a fantastic way to kind of like really enable bottoms up ideation on things and right. kind of direction of where you want to go and it it just creates a, that much more of a sticky environment and that people feel like they have a say in things which is awesome. That's exactly right. We that's a big thing. about the journey for sure. We I think we've done that a lot and we want to continue doing that as so many of our so many of our decisions have been informed by from sometimes just passing comments that became popular totally. in the Discord, the uh, voting we do, but you'll find a lot of our big decisions in our past drops and our project in our whole project direction and in our future drops is dictated by input in our in our Discord. And uh, there's a lot of people like they did it, they did the thing I talked about. And it's like, yeah, thank you, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that was a great idea. Yeah, it's so cool when it works. I, you know, I would have not been. In someone that has built large communities in the past around things socially on in Web two days, I would have not believed that the kind of bottoms up approach and coordination would lead to efficiency. And and mm. and there's there is certain breakdowns. Like you get people talking about political issues, things like that. There can be it turns into more chaos than it does good. Sure, but. I've been proven wrong. And then I've seen uh, a bunch of these DAOs come together. And I think it's because they come together on, under the umbrella of a certain mandate. You know, they want to make Chromy Squiggles the biggest and best thing ever. Or they, you know, want to make Bonsai the biggest and best thing ever. And, 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 and I've seen this even happen in DAOs like Flamingo DAO, where they're just so good at coming together and finding the best artists and projects to collect and work with all bottoms up. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the future of, of DAOs. I think it's, it's going to be a great way for consumers, like an average consumer, to, to partake in something. Definitely. We have such a strong, like everybody in our community knows is there exactly because of all of the things that are like intrinsic to our art and project and Discord vibe. So like they understand like what's happening. They're on the same page for the most part. Because if they, if they aren't, like our own community is like, you're, no, you, like we don't do that here. <laughs> like we don't. Yeah even need the mods because the regular community is just like this we don't we're not doing that right here so that's awesome yeah Yeah, that's that's a cool thing about the vibe that you all put off it's like i can't imagine you have a massive like flippers market and market where people are like you know just trying to to come in and pump prices right which uh, which a lot of communities suffer from you know right it's been i mean that's actually been challenging on kind of the hype engagement side you know it's like how do i 
how do I keep it Zen, but also keep people excited, you know, kind of navigating that balance is a little challenging, but we're keeping it definitely more on the Zen side than the hype side. Well, this is good. You know, I want to encourage people that at the time of this recording, the, this isn't one of those projects and we've had a, a few on where you're like, Hey, sorry, we're talking about this today. The floor is 50 ETH for one, <laughs> you know, and these are fantastic, <laughs> beautiful, like, you know, pieces of art. And it's important to have those types of guests on the show. But the cool thing about these bonsai right now is one, they're beautiful. And that's the number one checkbox. I always tell people to, to, to check in their mind when they're collecting an FT. Cause that means yeah. when the, floor falls out of ETH or when you need <laughs> that right. cash for something else, you'll always hold on to it, right? Right. And because it wasn't about the price appreciation, it was about the fact that you actually love it. So this check that for me. And then also, you know, the floor price right now is in is this probably will change uh here soon, but it was uh 0.09 ETH for a floor. Yeah. We which is very approachable. Yeah. yeah, we've been at like mint almost since mint. You know? <laughs> like we've we had good volume. I mean you have over yeah, a thousand no, totally. eleven hundred ETH traded in volume. Totally. I'm not, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's a, it's a great entry point for anybody looking to get what we think is a beautiful NFT with a lot of benefits. Yeah. And, and it's nice to know that the benefits aren't just in a white paper somewhere. You actually airdropped me another NFT, which I was not expecting. So yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Not so right the, now, yeah, first. $270 in Blast. ETH and, and you yeah. get a, get a bonsai. And I'm looking at one right now that's 0.09 that is just like, Actually, a pretty sick one. It's uh, all blacked out with a, a dark gray background. Yeah, those are great. Spooky. Yeah, spooky. yeah. You're a spooky boy. Very cool. Awesome. Well, th- well, thank you guys for coming on the show. And um, please do come back when you have something new to announce and launch. I'd love to follow this journey. Awesome. I think it's a, a very important one. And it's um, it's nice to see people that are are not just doing yet another profile uh, photo project, but actually have uh, something else in mind, which is... So it's very cool. Awesome. But it works. Yeah, thank, thanks so much <laughs> for having us on the show. Like... Absolutely. So pleased to be here. We should say if people want to follow you, follow you on Twitter, you're at ZenFT underscore, and then they can get your link tree there, which gives you links to Discord and everywhere else. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I have a personal Discord as well, or a uh, Twitter for this project under Ancient G with an eight. <laughs> that one's going to be a little harder. Well, uh, we can put the, all yeah. these links in the show notes as well. Perfect. And uh, Eternal, can you give us your uh, Twitter handle for the show notes as well? Oh, I'm. I don't have one. Nice, <laughs> yeah. very, very zen of you on, on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> on Twitter, that, that was the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I was like, I have a Twitter, and he's like, I have artwork. Let's go. <laughs> nice, awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate being on. Yeah, awesome. Likewise, thanks so much. All right, that is it for this episode. The one quick thing you can do that would be super helpful is obviously tell your friends about the show, but also head on over to proof.xyz slash reviews. And there's a button there to rate the show. Uh, Giving us a review would be much appreciated because we're a brand new show. And the other thing is just a reminder, we have all the full show notes, all the links to everything we talked about today. You can just find over at proof.xyz. Thanks for listening. 